Welcome to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Brought to you by www.midmaster.com. Hello and welcome to a, well, it wasn't actually planned, I'll be honest with you, episode of Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast. So I'm back. Well, I guess I'm back. I'm not gone anywhere really, truth be told. Well, I suppose I podcasted for a bit. Um, so why the big gap? Well, I did actually I did actually jump on live. Um, i trying to think when it was. Was it last week or the week before? Really, um, I just took a took a little bit of a break from things, uh, focusing on my business and my family. You know, as as many full time school owners out there, I've had to at the moment. We're, we've gone through a lot of change. Um, we've had to adapt massively in ways that, well, my my school's been running close to seventeen years now, and we've never had anything like this before. And um, well, I just needed to put all my my focus into that. But, I say but, come September, Tuesday the 1st of September actually, uh, my school is returning to some sort of normality. Well, I say some sort of normality. My timetable is. Um, Not because I want to, but because, well, I have no other option. (laughs) Uh, Those of you that know or out there that are familiar with my school, uh, uh, although, you know, we've good numbers, well, I seem to, well, we did have anyway have fairly decent numbers. We've always been around the sort of 200 member mark. Uh, but the building itself, although it's you know it's a decent size, the training area is somewhat of a weird setup. Um, uh, it's it's a, it's a sort of like an L shape, I would say. Um, and it means, you know, we can usually get, you know, for the kids sort of between 12, maybe 14 at a push, usually, like no COVID. Um, but at the minute we're, we're limited. Well, originally we were limited to five, but I managed to uh, sell a crash mat to some friends of mine at the awesome Level Up Academy in Leeds. Um, they're making use of it there, and I can still get over there to use it occasionally too, which is always a bonus. Um, so I sold that and uh, moved a few bits around to make an extra space. We can get six people in there now. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, it, it's proven a huge challenge, you know. Just to give you a bit of an insight, we've had to um, add daytime classes as well as evening classes. We're doing 29 sessions a week at the minute, and it's taken over my life. Um, you know, between teaching the classes and cleaning the mats, my God, those mats have never been so clean ever. In fact, they're cleaner now than when they were first made. They're getting steam cleaned and disinfected every half an hour, it feels like. Um, and yeah, you know, so I've had to sort of really put all my energy into keeping that side running with the track and trace and the COVID secure and, and all the other important bits that need to be there. The podcast has sort of taken a back seat because of the energy I've had to put into the gym, but also because I didn't really feel there was an awful lot to talk about that was overly positive um, for the industry. Uh, you know, there's, I think, take a quick glance across social media at the minute, the majority of it is people talking about should we be doing pad work, should we be doing grappling, should we be doing sparring, and that or schools closing or people arguing about whether COVID's a conspiracy or, you know, and that, that, it, it's sort of like the same broken record. And I didn't feel like week in, week out, you needed me add, add into that echo chamber. 
by talking about the same stuff. And quite understandably, you know, a, a, a number of the guests that we had booked, uh, many of those were school owners or involved within martial arts. And, you know, they, they were taking a break from things too and not necessarily wanting to get in depth into, you know, the, the things that they're trying to get on top of as well. So, you know, it just, to me anyway, it just seemed like it was the right time just to take a little bit of a break. But from September, the schools go back. So that's going to take away my daytime sessions. Um, so, you know, I'm going to be in the in the daytime anyway. I'm going to have a little bit more free time again um, to... No, it's not that I'm going to be sitting around playing Xbox all day by any stretch. But I will have more time to put back into the podcast and get things back to where they were before. On that, I would actually really like to reach out and say you know thank you to everybody that um sent messages to to ask about the podcast you know to ask about what i was up to um you know why episodes weren't going out that sort of thing you know it was really cool to know that people out there were interested and wanting to know and um getting involved in that respect so big thank you to you guys um also a huge thank you to the what seems like 101 different people that have started their own podcasts <laughs> in the gap between my episode finishing and this one going out it's it was crazy i mean i guess people have got time haven't they but yeah everyone and their cat has a martial arts podcast now <laughs> It's a funny old thing, isn't it? Uh, fair play to them. You know, we, it's, everybody brings a different thing to the plate, I suppose. Um, just It's just funny watching. I mean, there's been three today that I've seen. And, and I've not been looking for them either. They've just sort of popped up on my timeline. But, you know, fair play. I mean, um, maybe it's nice to know maybe I've had a... Well, this sounds really egotistical before I even say it. <laughs> but maybe I've played my own small part in encouraging or, you know, maybe making them think, hey, if that clueless guy from Yorkshire can have a martial arts podcast, then why can't I? So, <laughs> you know, if you've just launched a podcast out there and you want me on your show, hey, reach out. I'm, I'm cool with that sort of thing. Um, so, yes, the plan is get Matt Chapman back on, get back to things have our guests on uh, as before um, and, and hopefully you know we'll be able to sort of chronicle and and, and discuss the the road back to uh, martial arts getting back to some sort of normality within the UK there is talk at the moment I know and this is look this is not me saying it's going to happen but there is talk of there being some more modifications to what we can and can't do I know that Ireland, Wales, Scotland have had their revisions um, and that, you know, different groups without getting into every single element of it, but different groups, different ages will be able to get back to contact at different points. Um, I think it's quite ironic that, you know, typically uh, England have, have been, you know, we've been getting things our way a little bit sooner and our friends in Scotland and Wales have had to wait. And now it's us in England that are having to wait. Um, I just think that's quite funny. I mean, obviously, not from a business perspective, it's not funny because I, I'm losing members and it's my business is suffering. But, you know, looking at the wider picture, it is quite ironic, isn't it? It's a bit funny that now all of a sudden it's us that are having to wait at the mercy of our, and without wanting to get too political, but just my opinion, our slightly clueless government that are just leaving us all sitting around wondering what the hell is going on. 
But let's not get into that too much. Don't want to get political and have my friends and listeners get upset at me. So what have I been doing with my school? So, um, do you know, I can't actually remember if I've outlined or talked about any of the things that I've done with my school, things... Um, I certainly haven't chatted with you guys about the things that have worked and things that haven't worked. So I thought it'd be nice to maybe go over a little bit of that. So we've used a booking system called Book When. Um, there are others out there. We've used Reservio in the past and others. Um, I liked Book When because, you know, you could take payments on there as well. And some of the classes that we were using, not that it was planned initially, way, way back when we first brought it in. But uh, we did actually originally use Book When for our gradings. So I had it set up. We already had it all set up, so it just kind of made sense to carry on using it for when we were told we had to have a booking system for track and trace. Um, for the most part, it's worked okay. The only hiccup we had was the first week when we really had no idea what the interest or uptake was going to be. Um, so we said to everybody, hey, you know, could you all just book one class? Um, because, you know, for the first week... I want to get an idea for what the interest is. And then for week two on, if I need to make any modifications to the timetable, I'll have an idea. Well, that kind of worked, except the fact that some people didn't pay any attention to my request and they just like went crazy and started booking all the way through the month. So in the end, I just open up the entire month, which created its own set of headaches because, you know, we had some members that were a little bit, you know, a little bit slow on the uptake and sort of two or three weeks down the line, they were messaging and emailing saying, hey, um, we're going to cancel because we can't get booked. It's like, well, you've waited three weeks to book. So why are you surprised by that? Um, bit frustrating because had we known that there was, you know, that they were struggling, then we would have potentially put extra classes on, you know, if they'd have come to us and said, hey, you know, we've struggled to get a space. Is there anything you can do? I'd have gone, oh, really sorry about that. Uh, oh, there seems there's two or three of you. Let's put an extra class on. Um, they cancelled and then told us after they cancelled. So, you know. But as with all things with this, it may have been that that wasn't the genuine reason they cancelled. It might have been financial. It could have been something else and they just didn't want to say. Quite normal for that sort of thing to happen. So I try not to worry about it too much. But... You know, there's some of the issues that we've had with the booking system, but generally speaking, it's worked quite well. We did go through a little bit of a run uh, first week, second week, not too bad. By the third week, we started having people not turning up, which, you know, we've let everybody off the first time, but we've had to be quite tough with it, you know, and it, and it is difficult because, you know, as other people have said or the instructors have said, you know, they've paid for the month. So whether they turn up or not, what does it matter? Well, it matters because... I've had to limit everything to originally it was five per class, you know, and if and if two or three don't turn up and you go, well, yeah, you've had their money for the month. What's it matter? Well, it matters because somebody else cancelled because it couldn't get booked. So potentially that person would have come and longer term would have stayed with us, whereas the ones that aren't turning up are more than likely going to stop at some point. So you end up losing one that's genuinely interested as well as one that was going to go anyway. And it's, so it's, it is a little bit frustrating when that sort of thing happens. But, you know, what can you do? I mean, we, we put some, I think we put some fair policies in place. We basically said, look, we'll let everybody off with the first no-show. But if you keep doing it repeatedly, we'll deal with it on a case-by-case basis. And we'll contact you to find out what's going on. And it may well be that we have to suspend your membership. Um, we asked that nobody, uh, if you have to cancel, that's fine. You have to cancel. 
but anything less than 90 minutes notice before the class, we will allocate that as your session for the week. Um, because all, all of my members at the minute are getting one class a week because it's all we can manage realistically with the amount of people we're having to get through and the amount of slots that we have. Um, so if they, you know, if they, they, they've booked their classes weeks in advance and then they leave it until half an hour before and say, Hey, we're not coming. Well, that's your class allocated because there's no way we're going to be able to get somebody else to fill that space with half an hour to go before class. And you might think, well, what's the likelihood of that? Well, believe it or not, we did have quite a few. Um, sometimes it's genuine things, they get ill and whatever, but you know, that being said, what can we do about that? I mean, it, it, it's just one of those things, isn't it? So we've said, look, if you if if you're if you're ill, you you, you kind of know I mean the likelihood of it suddenly coming on half an hour before classes is pretty slim. So what we've said is 90 minutes is the cutoff. They have to let us know. If it's anything after 90 minutes before the class, we count that as their class. If they see that as harsh, that's just how it is. Because there's no way I can then reach out to another mem- to other members and say, you know, if you haven't got booked, there's a class on. Um, if it's less than that, there's just no way. People are going to be able to rearrange what they're doing, is there? So that's, that's what we've done with that. So um, we've run a... A one-way system, so all of our students are uh, are arriving at the back door. Uh, the booking system that we've used, we use to actually generate an entry list. They come in with that entry list, go onto their spaces that are on the, numbered on the floor, one to six. They do their training, and then they go out through the front door, and they leave in the order that they came in, again, one to six. Um, and it's worked really well. You know, it, It's taken people a little bit of time to get used to. Um, we're now at the point where we're trying to figure out how again this is all down to this the, the sort of the layout of the room but we're looking at ways that we can start reintroducing heavy bag work um some f- uh, focus pad not focus pad sorry um for everybody starts trying to shop us not focus pad said that wrong <laughs> wave master there you go the freestanding that that was the word i was trying to say freestanding bags we're trying to work that back in again um and we're looking at ways to do it i mean you, you take one look across social media there are so many different approaches to it but we think we've got a a, a system sussed out um that we're going to start trialing over the next couple of weeks um, definitely from from september you know we've said to all of our members that um you know all the kids and all the adults they have to have bag gloves or sparring pads by um the first week of september so that we don't have any touch points on pads blah 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 so we're not yeah all the obvious stuff um so you know we've 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 asked rather a lot but it seems to be on the whole going okay so going forwards you know what we what we're looking to do well i must say we're having to change the timetable in september because not because we want to but because the kids go back to school and you know we're not gonna have to do daytime classes so we're having to put extra classes on in the evening we've looked at the way that we're cleaning and we've managed to reduce that time so that we can sort of squeeze an extra five minutes out of every class across the evening which you know means that we can get an extra we can squeeze an extra class in we can make the classes slightly longer again um we've added an extra space each class which you know it's it's one person per session but when you're doing four or five sessions a night across six days a week it all adds up you know um it, it, it it's something isn't it there's talk that we're there's and again this is not me saying we're going to but i've from what others others have been discussing um in in much better positions or knowledge and of the whole situation than i have 
they've been saying, you know, that potentially we could be looking at switching to a bubble system before too long. That's one thing that's been looked at, which for my school would be amazing. Uh, a bubble system would be good because, you know, we'd be able to um, look at look at each evening and say, okay, so you normally come on a Tuesday at five. That's going to be your regular bubble Tuesday at five. So then they're only mixing with the same six people each week. So that if we did have, God forbid, one of the kids got ill or one of the adults got ill uh, with COVID, then, you know, we've only got six people plus that instructor and uh, that particular instructor to have to deal with. Um, with you know, they're, they're, we've had a handful of, um, and what I loved about this was the responsibility of the parents was, was amazing. Uh, we've had one um, person contact us and say, hey, um, Billy's got a cough. We're going to go and get him tested, just so you know. And that's like, you know, initially kind of like, oh, no, nightmare. Turned out that it was just a cold. Um, but the fact that they took it upon themselves to contact us was great because it meant that they've read the policies that we've sent out, which is brilliant. And we had everything there ready to go to contact those members that had been in those sessions if we needed to. So that was brilliant too. Um, but yeah, on the, on the whole that, that, that's, that's works really well. So the bubbling system would be, would be really good, um, for that to, to sort of one, get back to some sparring and some pad work and contact work and all that sort of stuff. But having the the sort of the the comfort or the confidence in knowing that should we have to do anything to contact people, the system's there and it's ready to go. Um, we've not had any confirmed cases within our school, which has been brilliant. Um, we've been running at three meter gaps, which is more than is required. But it's just what I felt was good. Uh, you know, I, I would rather have. Uh, larger gaps, and you know, we know 100% that we're, we're we're keeping people safer. We've had all the windows and doors open. Um, you know, it, it's it's been testing, but you know, I feel more confident at the three meter gap, uh, even though we don't need to. Um, and knowing that, you know, as I say, God forbid, somebody should catch it, um, I could say, hey, well, look, you know, we've got three meter gaps, we've got windows and doors open. You know, we've not got students facing towards each other. Um, we're doing it in a zigzag format so that nobody's directly behind anybody or in front of anybody. So it's it's again, it's meant it's made things tricky, but I just feel more confident and or you know more comfortable in the in in that sort of a layout. Um, now, when are we going to get back to something like normality? Uh, who knows? You know. Uh, there's talk that it might be sort of early next year. Um, if the bubbling system comes in, will we stick with that? Will we not stick with that? I mean, it, 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 it's it's so hard to know, isn't it? Really, I mean, you you look at you look at how the government have responded and reacted to things of recent. I mean, you've only got to look at. Um, Completely different subjects, but you're going to look at the, the the whole thing with the GCSEs and A levels and the way that they they put things in place and then very quickly U turned and people have said, oh well, it shows that they're willing to listen. Yeah, but it also shows that they haven't got a bloody clue what they're doing, <laughs> and they've been you know the the sort of throwing things out and then going, oh crap, that's not very good. Um, we better change that. Um, and again, you know, 
depending on which side you sit on, I suppose, you know, the people that are in favour of them will go, well, that's good because it shows that they're changing things when they see. But on the other side, you kind of go, yeah, but you would have expected them to realise that was going to happen and not done it in the first place. So, you know, will they will they break the sectors up a little bit and look at it better? I mean, you know, we as martial arts schools, and I know specifically for our friends um, in sort of the Bradford, Ilkley areas that have all had their schools shut, you know, they've been lumped in with gyms and, and, and they're, they're feeling it big time. And that, that is one of my concerns, that we're going to end up with a local lockdown or even necessarily, you know, possibility of it. A, a national um, area, when I say, well, industry lockdown, shall we say, because, you know, there's been talk of when the schools go back that one of the things that they might do to counterbalance and all that um, to keep the R number down is to shut another sector, whether it's pubs or gyms or both. Um, you would you would hope that if they're going to give away super cheap, like £1 um, McDonald's deals... And if they're going to go giving away cheap junk food, they've got to balance that by keeping gyms open. I mean, that would be just a massive catastrophe. If 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 between Monday and Wednesday, you can go and get your McDonald's or your Burger King or your KFC super cheap, but then you can't go to the gym to offset that. I think that would just be an unmitigated disaster from the point of view of the policymakers. Um, But... You know, as recent history has shown, who knows? They might do that. You know, they might keep the pubs open and and the the the, the cheap Big Macs, and then shut the gyms. I mean, you've only got to look at um, it was it was the same day, or yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the same day that they shut the gyms in Bradford and Ailesley and, and and in the Yorkshire areas, uh, West Yorkshire areas, and then. Boris went on a. There was photographs of him doing a national campaign for people going to the gyms. The picture of him like lifting weights. It's like, dude, you've literally just shut a huge amount of gyms, and now you're going to go and do a national campaign about going to the gym. I mean, how crap was that? But you know, who who knows what what's going to happen? So yeah, uh, back to the podcast. Plan A is going forwards. Get things back on track. Uh, Matt Chapman has been chomping at the bit. We were actually going to do a recording last week, uh, but some scheduling clashes, life challenges, all that sort of thing, uh, just sprung up when we weren't expecting it and we weren't able to do it. This was a very spontaneous recording. I was actually sat in my office at my academy um, going through some admin stuff, which isn't my thing. Um, And I just kind of fancied a break. And I thought, well... I'll go on YouTube, watch some training drills. But I thought, you know what? No, I'll get the microphone out and do a do a quick recording. Um, so here I am talking to you guys now. But um, yeah, hopefully, should be back to it a little bit more regularly again now. Other stuff that has been going on, um, I'm sure some of you have seen on social media, on my sort of Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, I've been promoting the film Tribal for my friends uh, Zara and, and Thomas and, and the producers and the actors that were in, involved in that. Um, I had a, well, I had, I say I had a couple of small roles and a, a, and a sort of behind the scenes role in the film. So um, I had two small character, uh, f- well, I say character, sort of fight characters 
in in the film, um, as well as being one of the assistant um, choreographers or flight coordinators. Uh, and it was a yeah, it was a great, great, great experience. You know, I always love the opportunity to try something new, and this was something new. I'd never, although I have worked on films before, playing sort of. Um, vampire zombie type um fight characters this one was a little bit different as a sort of more of a hybrid obviously i'm not going to get into it too much don't spoil it to go and watch it uh but it was it was good to to sort of get involved and have a little bit of a a little bit of input into the 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 coordination the choreography uh, as well as as i say playing these 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 two small roles and um, it was great i got to have a Bit of a bit of a scuffle with Zara, which I've been dying to do for years. Um, you know, <laughs> sounds really funny to say it like that, but you know, we'd, we'd had so many near misses with different films uh, working together. We've worked on the same films together, but I haven't sort of had a fight scene. Um, and you know, I was really really keen to do that, and finally we managed to do it, and it worked really really well. Unfortunately, due to as is always the case with filmmaking. I mean, you, know, you, you never really see this in the finished thing, but that the fight in particular that we had was was going to be longer, but for various logistical, very boring reasons that I won't go into, we had to sort of trim it down a little bit. But it still works really well, and uh, as it is, uh, but it would have been nice to have to have sort of done the full the full thing. Um, and then I got to have another scene with Thomas Dodd, um, different character, mine that is. Um, the makeup department did a fantastic job at making me look completely different. So I had a, a nice little scene with Thomas Dodd, some great energy in that, uh, really quite uh, aggressive, scrappy. It's not a martial arts um, sort of performance in any way at all. Uh, it's very, very sort of aggressive and, and scrappy. Again, I'm not going to go into it too much because I don't want to spoil it, but... Yeah, it was great to work with another high-level martial artist. You know, obviously Thomas and Zara are both well-known in the martial arts industry um, as instructors, but also as martial artists too. And to work with the pair of them was was a fantastic opportunity, really, and, and something that I look forward to being able to do again very soon, all being well. Um, now, the film itself, Tribal Get Out Alive, is available across multiple streaming platforms, you know, you can go on Amazon, you can go on Sky, that sort of thing. Um, you can rent it, you can buy it. It and it and what I would say is, you know, if you if you enjoy these type of films or if you're wanting to see more of them, please, please do consider going and spending a few quid on renting or or buying um, on digital platforms because. These lower budget movies are they they rely so much future ones anyway rely so much on the support of the films you know the the people behind the scenes the the distribution companies you know they're only gonna carry on making these films if people are buying them because at the end of the day this is a business isn't it and you know, money has to be made and the 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 more people turn to illegal options to watch them, you know whether they're streaming them in in, in improper ways or whatever, then it, you know it really heavily impacts the these productions. And you know I've been 
involved in independent movie making in the UK and abroad for close to two decades now. And the the difference, the shift that the industry has had and the, the way that they've had to sort of change to, to, to cope with this is it, it's immense. But what's super frustrating is when, you know, I'm working with friends that, you know, and, I, and I'm watching these people put everything, absolutely everything into it, not just financially, but their energy, their time, um, absolutely everything into these films. And then to see some utter scumbag upload it somewhere illegally. And, and, it, and, they, and to them, it's just a film, but... To the people that have put everything, this has been their life for anywhere up to a year to two years, and it's just, and it's absolutely soul destroying. And it's and there's nothing worse than 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 seeing when this sort of thing happens. So, you know, the, the can can we stop it? Not really. It's very hard. But what we can do is we can spend a little bit. Look, even, I, I worked on it, and even I went and bought it from Amazon. You know, because I understand that in order for these films to continue to be made, we need to support, all right? So um, I understand that you might not all be in the position to go out and spend money because it's, it's tight at the moment. But what you could do is go find the Amazon link and share it on your profile, share it on your Instagram, share it on your Facebook. That is something that will help. Um, and you know, encourage, share with your friends, share with your, if you're, a, if you're an instructor, share it with your students, um, you know, and, and and long may we be able to continue to to make these low budget um, independent films in the UK because you know, trust me, when you when you when you see it, it it, it looks anything but a low budget independent movie. This it looks fantastic, and that's down to the hard work and the dedication of the people involved. Uh, and in order for us to keep doing these things, they, it needs support. So please, if you can, consider supporting the film. Tribal Get Out Alive, as I say, you can find it on Amazon. You can find it on Sky. Um, you may well be able to find it on Virgin as well. I know it's also on Microsoft, um, which I didn't even know had a streaming platform. So there you go. How cool is that? Um, and yeah, uh, get involved as much as you can. All right, guys. So I am going to finish up there. That's been my half hour of rambling when I really should have been doing admin. <laughs> but as I say, all been well. Back to some sort of normality from the next week or two. Uh, it may be, will be this week. It may well be the week after. We'll see how it goes. But definitely from September, from the 1st of September, which is a Tuesday, I believe, onwards, um, things are going to have to go back to normal as much as they can at the moment uh, with my school because daytimes are going to be off the cards. All right. Anyway, guys, um, thanks again for your support. Thanks to everybody that's been in touch during this period asking where I've gone. I've not disappeared. I am still here. The podcast is still here. Um, also, to all those people, that have, as I said earlier, that have launched podcasts in the gap. Um, hi, guys. <laughs> um, best of luck with it all. You know, you, it, it's not as easy as you think. Um, and if you have any questions on it, don't come asking me. <laughs> but no joking aside uh, best of luck to everybody with all that sort of thing and um, yeah I'll catch you in the next episode drop me a private message or email as always chris, chris jones tkd at gmail.com or 
kickbackpodcast.com. You can get me there too. We're on the Facebook, we're on the Instagram, we're on the Twitter and all that good stuff. And I'll speak to you all. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com.